Hey, everybody. This is Frankie from the Breakpoint Podcast. We want to thank you all for tuning in to Marcus and I discussing our love and passion for the game of tennis. Your engagement and support goes a long way to helping this podcast continue to grow. Please be sure to give us a follow. Rate our podcast on our social channels, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, or any other place that you get your podcasts. And on social media, Instagram at BreakpointPodcast7, Twitter at BreakpointPod7, LinkedIn, and of course, our website, podpage.com forward slash break dash point dash podcast. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you're the first to know when there's a new episode drop and more people like you can find our podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Breakpoint Podcast, starring myself, Marcus, and in person, finally again, with my main man, Frankie. Frankie, it's weird to be doing a pod with you in person again here in New York. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, now I remember why I enjoyed you moving. Um, we also had to spend uh, approximately about a solid five to ten minutes to... Uh, be able to remember how to do this in person so that's fantastic yeah i I think we prefer the remote life but it is still nice to see you so um frankie today we've got a very special episode uh this one's going to be talking a little bit more about strategy something a little bit something that we don't really talk about too often uh kind of the the change of strategy this is more so specifically towards the men's game of Something that we've seen the last 15 to 20 years, specifically in the Rafa, Novak, Roger era, was the prevalence of defending and playing kind of east-west, meaning more lateral movement. And now with the rise of Carlos Alcaraz and Holger Rune, Yannick Sinner, some of the more, uh, you know, the new the new generation, taking that and flipping it. Going more north-south, meaning more drop shots, coming to net more, more drop volleys, more attacking, more lobs. Um, And it is something that has kind of shaken Djokovic up uh, now that Carlos is starting to, you know, take things over. It doesn't even matter really what surface we're on. He's been able to execute it really well, and we've seen other players implement it, including Novak Djokovic, who has had pretty good success with that. So, um, Frankie, give our listeners kind of just a brief synopsis of what the change has been the little bit more of the specifics and how that's going to affect uh the next generation of players as well and currently what we're seeing in the battle for the top of the game between guys like carlos novak and then the second tier guys like yannick and holger yeah i think this question has a lot to do with tennis history right and even racket technology as well um so i'll go into that like very very briefly um but Basically, to start, right, let's like from the open era, right, the game was obviously much more serve and volley, so there's no net, there's no baseline play. Then we get the invention of uh, metal framed rackets, things start to back up a little bit. But again, limited spin, limited everything. Serve and volley is still pretty prevalent, limited baseline rallies. Okay, then the major breakthrough, um, as many of our listeners know, is the invention of the polyester string. And that allows a level of control and power and spin that has never been possible on the tour. And that really leads to baseline games being everything um, on, on every surface, not just clay, 
we're talking even on grass. You look at Wimbledon, which, you know, the tournament just finished as of this recording, um, and the the inside the the service court, there's almost no wear and tear. But on the baseline, there's a ton of wear and tear. It's completely brown, and, you know, you could see the soil and the dirt. Um, and I think what happened was that with the invention of spin, with the invention of polyester strings and the increased spin and more baseline rallies, as Marcus can probably also attest to growing up in that era, like just after the invention and more wide usage of polyester strings, everything was about playing someone east to west. You were no longer standing like right on top of the baseline. You were standing like two, three feet back, uh, really just maximizing your ability to go east to west. There was not a really a ton of touch. It was just, hey, we've got polyester strings. You could hit the ball as hard as you want now, so you should just be gripping and ripping. And that's about it. Um, and I think that is basically what happened on the tour, you know, starting from somebody like Andre Agassi, really, and Carlos Moya and Gustavo Kierten, um, up through the, like, maximalist version of east to west tennis which in my opinion is daniel medvedev and i think that with somebody like daniel medvedev and dominic team in 2020 particularly right if you watch that u.s open match um with them these guys are standing basically at the wall of the court like they are maximizing the north uh they are maximizing the uh, ability of going east to west and having as much time to go cross court, across the court and lateral movement on the court. That's the purpose of standing that far back. Um, and they just brought it to a level that like even casual fans that are watching it are just like, why don't you just drop shot it? And then all of a sudden, especially with somebody like Alcaraz coming along, he just realized, Hey, um, I'm just going to drop shot you every time. And because you're so used to standing that far back, I'm going to make you now so uncomfortable being four to five feet in and having microseconds less time um, than you're used to having that even that small difference right to these professional players makes a huge, huge impact on their timing. Um, so that's why I think Carlos was able to really break out as much as he has and why we've seen people like Yannick Sinner um, really try to copy that style and use the drop shot to set up their big ground strokes that they do have available. Um, and the game has just become, in my opinion, over the past year particularly, way less focused on moving people east to west and much more focused on north to south, drop shot, lob, and how effective you can be with your touch. And I think that that's also why a lot of the top guys now, like a Carlos Alcaraz, are going more towards those like kind of tweenery rackets. They're not using those same like 100 square inch, like 16, 19, like what Rafa's been using his entire career. Like a lot more of them are doing like the, like what Alcaraz uses, a 98 square inch Holgaroon, same racket. 98 square inch, 16 by 20. It's still plenty open, but you get a little bit more touch and control and feel to be able to hit shots like that because it is much harder to hit those shots with an open string pattern. For sure, you get more flight and trajectory on the ball. It's it's tougher. 
Um, so I think that that's roughly how I would describe the past, like, or the whole history of like the North to South versus the East to West stuff uh, with the game. Yeah, it it's kind of um, and something that had been kind of frowned upon within the men's game specifically was and something that has to do with this. Now, this might be right off the bat instead of in mid-rally, but uh, is the Nick Kyrgios, he's another one who plays very much north to south. Uh, the drop shots serve right off the bat. Why, you know, if you're playing against Dominic team who's standing in the parking lot, why would you, you know, want to hit a serve right to him and then get engaged in his style when you can just hit a drop shot make him extremely uncomfortable because a lot of the guys who are still coming up are still not that comfortable at net. We're seeing a return uh, a return in the kind of the rise of the net game because of this, and a lot more players are starting to volley more and volley better. Um, but that's because they're being forced to. Because if I'm playing out there, and I've seen it even in my own matches sometimes, Frankie, where I'm like, why would I need, why would I want to grind with this guy if I can just hit a drop shot? I know he's going to be uncomfortable moving forward. And then I can pass him, I can lob him, I can blast it right at him. And it's something also something also that really helps these guys like Carlos and Yannick is their huge ground strokes because Carlos would not be able... So, for example, Daniil can't really... I'm going to take Daniil as an example. He's very much an East-West guy. He can hit pretty hard, but he cannot rip like Carlos or Yannick can. So he doesn't have that kind of fear factor of where he takes his racket back... And you're like, you know, when you see Carlos or Yannick, you do it, you're like, oh, shit, right? You're like, I'm on my heels. Even as a spectator, I'm on my heels. And that's why they can get away with that. Or not, I'm going to say get away with That's why they can execute that because they have such large ground checks that they can just quickly change their grip, drop it right in. And then you have to take another extra two or three steps in order to get to that ball. You're probably going to get to it late. It's going to be low. You're going to have to pop it up and then points probably over. That is something that is also, like you mentioned, because of the ability to just absolutely whack the ball with these mid-sized tweener rackets with polyester, but you can still have that touch. It's like a nice middle point that we had seen kind of, we went to those mid-sized tweener rackets, went up to like, you know, in the doll with the, with the 100 square inch Babois, like spin, 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 and now we're like, okay, you know what, we got to bring in some more finesse back into the game. Um, Djokovic is another great example of somebody who can do that. He does it more of a, a traditional sense in that he can kind of glide his way into his drop shots, not like Carlos and Yannick who are like, oh, it looks like I'm about to hit 100 miles an hour and then dink. So it's been incredibly effective, especially against guys like Djokovic, Nadal, um, because you're taking them out of their element. They've been playing for years like this against each other. East-West, you and I have been watching this forever, and it was obviously super entertaining, but... I'm more interested in guys running up and having little interactions at net as well. I think it's made the game a lot more entertaining. Am, am I saying something crazy there? or? No, I 100% agree, and I actually think you said a very, very good point. Um, I think that that is really the key to guys like Alcaraz and Runa being successful against the quote-unquote old guard, right? Like They are completely taking them out of the element by playing that north-to-south style because a guy like Rafa specifically and Novak too um, are used to being in that East to West era. Like that is what they have dominated. And that I think is also partially why guys like Zverev and guys like Tsitsipas did not have a ton of success against Nadal and Novak in these grand slam settings. 
is because they were just trying to out east west them and like they didn't have that sort of different element to the game uh to really like stomp these guys out they just didn't have it um you know and and i think that that's again it, it's it's just about making people uncomfortable and to to your point earlier what you said like yannick and alcaraz are different in this because they have such heavy ground strokes that the phrase I think you were looking for earlier is you have to respect their ability to penetrate the court and push you back. Like you have to respect that. You can't like cheat up. You can't take that extra step because if once you cheat up, if they just flip their grip, like you're done. That's it. The point, like you're not getting that ball back. Yeah. And there's also no taking balls off the rise. Yeah. Like (laughs) if you try to hit the ball off the rise, like good luck, um, have, you know, have fun with that. Uh, you know, so I, I, yeah, I think that you, you, you nailed it there. I think that's a, a perfect encapsulation of, of how it's, uh, sort of changed. Like imagine if somebody like Fernando Gonzalez or Juan Martin Del Potro had that shot, had a more finesse shot to them. And something else that we need to add, and this is not just for drop shots, Frankie, uh, serve and volley has been an incredibly effective strategy for a Carlos Alcaraz against the Novak Djokovic. In fairness, Roger Federer was the one that started that, right? The whole sneak attack by Roger, the Sabre stuff, Roger was the one that was pioneering that and saying like, hey, serve and volley has a modern version of itself. It just doesn't look like the 1960s, 1980s version of it. It's different, but it's still an effective strategy especially with these guys that are so good at returning, it's all about minimizing the time that they have to think and and return the ball back in the court. Did you know that 60, you, if you serve and volley on the Pro Tour, your average win rate is still 65%. It has been the same since the 70s where they did it practically every point. Now it's maybe even if you do it a couple times a match, it's still at 65%. So the question is, when... And the same thing kind of with the drop shots. It's like people are starting to figure this stuff out and 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 it's starting to spread across tennis because once it's kind of like in any other sport, right? You see one trend, everybody starts to follow it because you're like, ah, that's successful. People are studying Alcaraz. We've seen Yannick Center. We've seen probably the most change in anybody's game um, since we kind of seen... You know, because he can match at least sort of what Carlos does. Someone like maybe a, Maybe too much change. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother episode that Frankie's uh, gonna have to do solo for that one because I, I don't know it's too much to deal with right now. But but yeah, it's been um, it's been a real pleasure to watch that, and I'm really excited to see the next generation also implement that. And dude, you're totally right. The Sverev Sitsipas and somewhat Daniil era has kind of dropped the ball on that. Um, I think honestly, team. It's weird. You could throw team in there. Yeah team as well Sitsipas on paper should be the best one suited to adapt to that but he doesn't have the firepower he has no slot he also has no slot he only recently developed a backhand slice like let's be clear also (laughs) the guy had no backhand slice like he has a ton of variety to his game and he's very comfortable at net he's the most comfortable at net of all of the players we just described right of that era but like he comes up to net by whacking a giant forehand inside out and you know 
attacking your backhand. He's not doing like drop shot, come up to the service line, expecting a dink and then just beat you like, you know, he's not doing that. Like now he's trying to do it more with the drop shots. But to be clear, like I think that's an adaptation that he's taken uh, upon himself because of Alcaraz and Sinner and Runa and Djokovic and Nadal. Like he wasn't the one that was pioneering that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, they, especially him and Sverov, if they want to win tournaments, if they want to win slams, they got they got to make these changes because I'm telling you, it's not going to happen once this new generation coming up. I mean, Carlos is already he's not the new generation; he's here. So, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Frankie, hit us with our socials. You know it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the North to South Renaissance is on, baby. Um, yeah, you could look us up at Breakpoint Podcast pretty much across any social channel you want. Um, feel free to inst- like specifically on Instagram. Feel free to DM us, and uh, you know, we'll, we'd love to have you on. Or if you have an episode idea or topic um, that you'd like us to cover, we're more than happy to do it. So, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.